0: It's time for a wellness revolution. A wellness Brought revolution. to you by Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a
1: better quality of life.
0: He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now,
1: Dr. Stephen Hotsey. Welcome to Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. I'm Stacey Banfield here with Dr. Stephen Hotsey, founder of the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. And as always, remember, everybody needs a health coach. You can go to hoetze.com. HWC.com. That's H-O-T-Z-E-H-W-C.com. And you can download our podcasts. Always very informative. And speaking of informative, we have a- another great guest on tap for you today. A longtime guest, Pamela Hutchins. Fascinating lady. Can't wait to share her story with you. Right, Dr. Hotze.
0: That's exactly right. Thank you, Stacy, And thank each one of you for joining us. Let me just amplify on what Stacy was saying. We believe, I believe, that you need a doctor, and a staff of professionals who can coach you on a path of health and wellness naturally. So as you mature, you're not having to be taking all these prescribed pharmaceutical drugs that make you sicker quicker, but you can feel full of energy, vibrant, full of life, vim and vigor, enthusiastic, naturally. What a novel idea. Anyway, it's not much appreciated by the pharmaceutical companies and conventional doctors, when I take this position, but you know what, I really don't care. <laughs> I care about you and I the believe truth. that's what you need. I care mm-hmm. about the truth. And you know, the truth is radical and revolutionary. When, when, uh, uh, a society accepts deceit, you know, dis- that's when, right. You know, so when we talk about the truth that you can be healthy and well, naturally, that's the truth. That's very revolutionary in a society that wants to believe that you can poison yourself to good health using pharmaceutical drugs, which are toxins, which will poison you. Yes, they will. And I'm reminded what my daddy told me the night I graduated from med school. Son, don't poison your patients like all the other doctors do. So that's why we have the Hootsie Health and Wellness Center. My dad planted a seed in my mind, and that's what we're doing. We're not poisoning We're helping them get better And we have a guest with us today, Pamela Hutchins. Pamela came in to our Health and Wellness Center 10 years ago. Can you believe that? Went by fast. Literally. I mean, it's almost, it's within a a month of 10 years ago. I mean, she came in on April 24th, 2008, and that's before the big crash. Everybody was living high then, remember? (laughs) Crash didn't come to the fall. Anyway, Pamela, we are grateful I have you on the program. Thank you for joining us. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Let me uh, let our listening audience know that Pamela Hutchins is a very accomplished author, and she's written over 16 books. That's incredible. And these are, are they mostly fiction?
2: They are. They're mostly mysteries.
0: And uh, what is it of these books? When did you start writing?
2: I started closet writing, um, before I uh, came to see you guys in 2008, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. I didn't believe in myself and I, I didn't have a lot of energy. And my first book took me five years to write. And since then, I have, um, figured out I can do it. And it's my profession now. And I, I do it rapidly, as you can probably guess.
0: <laughs> which, which is your, uh, which book is your bestseller?
2: My first novel, Saving Grace, is uh, nearly two million downloads now.
0: Wow!
1: That's incredible! Congratulations! That, Thank.
0: you. That's tremendous. So, what is the th- what is what is the theme of Saving Grace? It sounds like it's it's got a a wholesome uh, uh, theme in the idea of saving grace. It, it, it's with, it's with the, religious connotation.
2: It it does. It's um it's about a modern woman who. Um, has kind of lost her way and she's also lost her parents and her mother was a very good influence on her And so she's kind of let herself fall apart And so in the midst of trying to find out who killed them She also is trying to find her own saving grace and find her way back to the person that she wants to be again
0: well,
1: That's great. That
0: sounds great. Now um, now is are your are your books Fiction books, do they, are they centered around the same characters, or, or do you have, uh, how do you work that? How do you do that?
2: I give each of my protagonists three chances to be the star, and then I spin off a new one from her world of friends. So everybody knows everybody in these books, but not everybody gets to be the star all the time.
0: Well, that's
1: <laughs> Very creative, good. actually. Do they know
0: that? Do they know that that they're going to get their shot at oh. the big, big uh, top one? Day?
2: There's a few of them I think would like to be the star all the time, and others that are a little more
0: shy. <laughs> That's great. Well, Pamela, you uh, tell us about where did you grow up? Where are you from originally?
2: I grew up in Amarillo, Texas, and I up have in
0: the Panhandle.
2: Yes, in the panhandle. And it was a wonderful place to grow up. Um, So I'm a Texas girl, went to Texas A&M for undergrad and University of Texas for law school. But I've lived all over. I'm coming to you today from Wyoming, where we live half the year, and still maintain a home in Texas as well.
0: Where are you living in Wyoming now?
2: We have... I'm looking out the window. We have a cabin on the face of the Bighorn Mountains um, near Sheridan, Wyoming. Wow.
1: Oh, this is beautiful.
2: That, it's gorgeous. great. We love it.
0: Okay, so uh, what what brought you in to see us initially back in 2008, Pamela? What was going on?
2: I felt so horrible. My My period of feeling bad around my cycles had gotten longer and longer. And the symptoms around my female cycles had become rageful. I was, uh, I, I was telling my husband, "You just need to check me into a hotel and leave me in a padded room for two weeks a month because nobody can seem to do anything with me." And I and it, I just felt terrible.
0: And so. How did you hear about it? Oh, had you seen some other physicians about it? What you, would your OB-GYN say? What did your general doctor say when you went to visit with them? Oh,
2: my OB-GYN wanted to put me on birth control pills, even though my husband had had a vasectomy, and I told her that really wasn't necessary to put those things in me. And I gave it a brief try, and it made it worse. And then my, um, my PCP, my general practitioner, wanted to put me on antidepressants. And I said, oh, I'm not depressed. I'm Very, very angry for two weeks a month. Um, And I had migraines, so I was on a lot of migraine medicine. And I was putting on weight, and my energy was flagging. And just I felt like if this is how the rest of my life is going to be, this is going to be a really, really long time to be stuck feeling this way.
0: And you were a young woman then. Yeah, You're still young now. You are 41 years old when you first came in, which looks mighty young to me. Right now, I <laughs> guarantee you, fifty-one looks mighty young to me. So anyway, yeah. enjoy your youth while you have it, please. So anyway, so you came in, and who did you see here? Which physician did you end up seeing, Doctor Sheridan?
2: The first one I saw was Doctor Sheridan, and he was wonderful. I think the the very first thing that made me realize I was in the right place is that he took his time and he listened. And he empathized and he didn't promise a magic solution, but he said, we see people like you. We see people like you all the time and I know we can help you. And I just was huh, like this hope <laughs> dangled in front of me that things could get better. And and in fact, I had found you guys because my, um, my father and mother, my father's a, a physician. My father said, we've heard about this guy people go to when... They have no other hope when they can't find anybody else that can do anything for them, and and that's how I heard about you.
0: Ah, very interesting. Okay, so you came and saw Doctor Sheridan, and uh, of course at that time your problems—you're having these problems surrounding your menstrual cycle. You're having, uh, you're having two weeks out of the month you were having severe problems. You were you were moody, you, know, you were angry, you were having migraine headaches. I don't know what your energy level was like. What was your energy like on a scale of zero to 10, 10, brimming with energy, zero, no energy?
2: Oh, it was a, it was a three. And okay. No I, energy, I, difficulty
0: with weight. You weren't thinking clearly or sharp as you had been mentally, not sleeping correct. well. Were you having joint and muscle aches and pains?
2: Yes, joint I I was looking up fibromyalgia trying to determine if that could be it at the time although it wasn't what was driving me coming in it was beginning to be something that I was thinking about and I was tired all the time and just I just felt like I was a little old lady in a 41-year-old body that used to be athletic and you know vibrant and healthy and
0: alive And at that t- at that point how many books had you written? 0 <laughs> so she had written notebooks. You know who you remind me of is Stormy Omardian. You know who she oh, is?
2: right. No, no. Tell me.
0: Stormy Omardian is the most popular Christian female writer in the world.
1: Ah. And
0: uh, she, uh, she was a guest of ours. And uh, this was ah. in 2000. She came in in 2004. I never saw her until uh, I didn't see her until last year, 2017. She wanted to come and hand me a book. I thought. Well, they said there's a lady out in the reception area who wants to meet you. She comes in from Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, I'll go meet her. I said, how are you doing? Nice looking gal. I said, nice, sure nice to meet you, Stormy and It's sure nice to meet you. Tell me about yourself. What do you do? Well, I write books. Well, and I'm going to give you this book I wrote. It's an autobiography, but I talk about you and on page 200 and something, and, and it's about how you changed my life. And I hadn't seen her, but you know she gave me credit is because I'm. Uh, my name's on the building, I guess. So anyway, I said, well, that's that's so nice. I read, and she had some nice comments to say how she got her life back and how to change her life. I said, well, you, you write books. And I'm thinking, you know, you know, sweet lady, she writes books. You know, some people just do that as a hobby, I'm sure. And so well, mm-hmm. how many books have you written? And she said, well, 32. I said, oh, that's really mm-hmm. nice. And I'm thinking, you know, okay. <laughs> How many how many books have you sold? She said over thirty two million books. I said <laughs> over thirty two million books. You gotta be kidding me! Yeah, the bestseller was uh, the Power of a Praying Wife. She sold ten million copies. Yeah. I'll have to look that one up. And so anyway, she happens to be a Christian author, and one of my pastor friends told me. Uh, I told him the story, and he goes, "Stormy O'Marion, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! Oh, see, she's the most popular." female christian writer of the world i mean in our church we got they read these books on oh, the women <laughs> love them. is crazy i'm just telling you she's amazing i said i didn't know about her so uh in her story was similar to yours she was feeling like death warmed over and before okay. she had come to see, see us i think she'd written two or three books and and i asked her how are you gonna i asked her when she came in we interviewed her and i said how are you going to how did you think you would feel in 10 years if you hadn't come to see us? She said, I wouldn't be alive. I'd be dead. I was dying. I knew I was dying. And so anyway, we had this wonderful conversation. And so I asked her, I said, so tell me, when were you born? And she goes, 1942. I said, 1942. The woman looks, I mean, she looks maybe 55, 60, great-looking 55- or 60-year-old woman. And she's 75 years old. And I'm going, wow. you've got to be kidding me. She knows. It just transformed my life. So that's why I asked you about Stormy O'Marty because you are an author. And I didn't mean to insert her story, but I thought it was interesting. There are similarities for sure. There are similarities in in her story and how you hadn't written any books before you came in. And and where do you think you would have been if you had not made, if you had, if we hadn't been able to help you, you to continue down the same path you were on, where would you be now?
2: Well, I know I wouldn't have written any books. I, I you know, have done a lot of things athletically since then that wouldn't have been able to do it all. Uh, well,
0: let's, let's ask, okay, since so we started you on, Doctor started you on, Sheridan started you on some natural thyroid, got you on some progesterone, some cortisol, got you on a vitamin program and good healthy eating program. How long did it take you to feel any better?
2: I would say within a few weeks, I was completely sold that this was going to work. There was enough improvement within a few weeks. The weight was starting to fall off with, um, you know. Healthy eating lifestyle, the yeast. Healthy eating, eating, yeah. It was was like a miracle. You know, it was getting your hope back is priceless.
0: It really is. And so... How long did it feel to you felt like you got back, you know, running better, you know, as good as you'd ever run before? Within as two well months. As never felt
2: before. I was training for a, a half Ironman, you know, from couch to half Ironman. Within a month, I was up in training after I started, and within two months, I was full of energy and and attacking, you know, the the whole process like. Like, i would never felt bad. That's
0: incredible. Now, what is a half Ironman? Um,
2: you swim 1.2 miles. You bicycle 56 miles. And what? then you run 13.1. That's
1: why they call it an Ironman. Be <laughs> made of iron. <laughs> I didn't, is, oh no. is that
0: a half Ironman? That's ridiculous. Who would do that to themselves? It's the, it's the challenge. Oh my it's my challenge. That's amazing <laughs> that you did that.
2: It's the goal setting and and achievement, you know, and it it appeals to a certain type A individual.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) congratulations on your success in that. Now, have you done any more half half Ironman?
2: I had done two more and did did, uh, a a handful of marathons and uh, a few, they call them ultras, but it's anything over 26 miles. And since then, I started having... The things that hormones really couldn't fix when I would injure myself. So I decided it was time to find a less punishing um, right. pastime. And so I, um, you know, my husband and I hike a lot and camp, but we also now spend a lot of time trail riding with our horses as well. And I managed to injure myself that with that too, but less, less injuries, <laughs> but still uh, very active.
0: Okay. So, um, so you did well you know got up on the program, did the triathlon, started writing books and everything, but then I noticed then about in two thousand and twelve you started to experience some problems again
2: yes, I did I started having trouble again
0: and tell us about that and what caused it you know what you end up ended up having a hysterectomy as a matter of fact I believe right?
2: I started having um the same thing that happened to my mom and her mom before before them at about that age, just a lot of fairly rapidly growing fibroids in my uterus that started making life painful. Um, and at the same time, I was having UTIs, urinary tract infections, just over and over and over and over. I was having urinary continence uh, incontinence issues and so whether or not they were all the same ball of wax or not um, it started becoming a real problem
0: well what often happened how many children did you have Pamela
2: I had two and okay. I guess they were just two very <laughs> very damaging children
0: <laughs> well, they can be and what happens is we mature gravity begins to take its toll on all of us that's just what happens and yeah. And so uh, especially if you have some fibroids in the uterus and the uterus begins to to sag let's say and then that puts pressure on the on the bladder and it doesn't drain the proper way it should and the next thing you know you got you know you need a bladder suspension you end up needing a, a hysterectomy which as I mentioned to you earlier, it's just far and few between slim and few the number of women that have been in our practice I could count them on one hand and I have fingers left over so it's surprising that, that uh, that the fibroids you know had developed to cause you enough problem then unfortunately they have a hysterectomy so tell us after the hysterectomy how did that go
2: well it opened up a new world of problems because i reacted very poorly to the anesthesia and i um they They had a lot of trouble getting me to breathe afterwards, hours with, you know, slapping me and have my husband in there and shaking me. And they couldn't take me off of um, breathing assistance. So, when I woke up, I was extremely confused. Um, and for the next literally two years, had trouble with um, speech. And uh, we called it speaking in tongues. I would start to say something and just gibberish would come out. I would forget my husband's name looking straight at him. And so for someone who'd done so much public speaking and who makes their living being able to put words together, having all this white space up here and not finding words was really, it it was awful. And then in addition, there was also the fact that the, um, the OBGYN wanted me off all the progesterone after my hysterectomy. Luckily, I was seeing Amber with you guys by then, and Amber said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't need to do that. Because the predictable result was that it sent me, you know, just boom, back where I was, you know, as far as as how I'd felt before. So um, it turned out to be. So
0: you did for a period of time stop the progesterone and felt worse and then restarted it.
2: Oh, man. I felt bad. I felt like I did before. I felt like I needed to be in a padded room, or I was going to hurt somebody. Um, this and- is so.
0: This is such an important point. After hysterectomy, now did they remove your ovaries at that time? Yes. Okay. And after you've had a hysterectomy and your ovaries are removed, you're having surgical menopause. You're making no hormones now. The reason most individuals, women, end up having a hysterectomy is because they're having dysfunctional uterine bleeding, breakthrough bleeding, heavy bleeding, and maybe fibroids associated with that. That's why they end up having the hysterectomy. And usually if they're in their mid to late 40s, the doctor's going to go ahead and take the ovaries out as well. And then you were having the problems to begin with because you had hormonal imbalance. Remember, if you're having problems like you were, Pamela, two weeks before your periods, and you were feeling angry and you had you know low energy and difficulty with weight and weren't thinking clearly weren't sleeping well and all these symptoms were occurring it's hormonal i mean it's your hormones that are causing the problem because that happens cyclically and it's associated with the period that tells us that you are having low progesterone or a progesterone deficiency and estrogen dominant progesterone deficiency so you took progesterone, and it helped resolve problems, and then some problems crept up on you that you described ended up going in and having a hysterectomy, and the doctor goes, you don't need progesterone anymore. Well, guess what? He just puts you on some estrogen, probably primerin or some maybe estradiol or something. Who, know, who knows what he right. ended up putting <laughs> you on. And now you've got estrogen, and you don't have any balance with the progesterone, and you're feeling just like you felt before when you had the progesterone deficiency when you still had your uterus and had your ovaries. So you can't, ladies. You cannot, when you have a hysterectomy, just take or go through the change of life. Just take estrogen. You will gain weight. You will feel terrible. You won't think clearly. Your energy level will go down. You'll have mood swings. Uh, it'll be a terrible situation because you can't have your hormones uh, without having balance. You can't take with it if you take if you just take one hormone, particularly estrogen hormone, without it, balancing it with progesterone you're going to have problems. On the other hand, there may be, and there are women that we see that go through the change of life and really come in, and they're not having any hot flashes. They're not having any uh, night sweats. They feel pretty good. We put them on progesterone, and they may do well just on progesterone alone. It has a wonderful calming effect on the brain. Remember, the hormones affect the neurotransmitters, so they affect the way you think and the way you feel, just like male hormone affects the neurotransmitters in men. It affects our our attentiveness, our our sense of well-being, our self-confidence, moods, goal orientation, decisiveness, directiveness, analytical ability. All those are brain functions. The hormones, the sex hormones, affect our brain function, the way we think and we feel. So here you had your hysterectomy. Your OBGYN goes, you don't need progesterone anymore. And you said to yourself after a month or two, oh, yes, I do. I called Amber. <laughs> called up the Amber Thotzieth Wellness Center and Amber prescribed for you progesterone. And how did you feel? Yeah, better. Oh, it was
2: wonderful. Huh? Much better. Yeah. Much better. The rage went away, and I became more like I was um, before I had the uh, hysterectomy. After you guys had balanced me in the first place.
0: Well, let's talk about what got you back on track mentally. It sounded like you you would have described yourself as having mild dementia or early Alzheimer's
2: it was yes i was terrified and you know after um the uh, obgyn had, had said oh it goes away it'll go away and it just didn't go away um ultimately at some point in time i started seeing angelica instead of amber right. um at the hozie health Angela. and wellness center She's one of and physician's
0: assistants.
2: and angelica said you know I think that you have the MTHFR genetic mutation, and I think you're not methylating out toxins, and that this this is classic. You you have all this anesthesia that just stayed in your body, and unless you get rid of that, you're not getting rid of um, uh, the things that are messing with your mind. And so she she did get me tested, and I did have it, but in the meantime, she said, "Go ahead and start." Treating yourself like you have it, and start detoxing. And so I started taking active folate. Um, you know the the I, folate. Yeah. right and um I got a little infrared sauna at her suggestion and started sweating it out and taking a couple of other supplements that helped. And lo and behold, within a few months I had my brain back. And that again was one of those just turning points where. I'd been rebuffed by the conventional doctors that were telling me, it will just get better with time, and no, you haven't had a stroke, and no, you don't have this, and no, you don't have that. But none of them came up with what the problem could be. And it, Angelica did, and it fixed it.
0: Well, kudos to Angelica Clark, who's one of our physicians here at the Hotsi Health and Wellness Center. She's so very bright. Yes. And, uh, so I'm so glad that she was able to discover that you had that problem was able to resolve it. That's very, very interesting. With well, no drugs.
2: With, with no just... drugs. And look, <laughs>
0: listen, you're fortunate you didn't go see a psychiatrist or a doctor, yes. a neurologist that specialized in Alzheimer's and all that, because they would have slapped you yes. on a bunch of, you know, erisip and a bunch of whole other a bunch of other drugs that they give for Alzheimer's, if they don't resolve the problem. And you would have been drugged up, and you'd be in a nursing home now, and you know, rest to be history. Scary. I've seen that happen so often. So Scary. here's another. Here's another example of a patient who was having initially had health problems. Came in, we got her up on a path to health and wellness. She was having all these problems with with uh, premenstrual symptom coming, you know, and feeling rage for two weeks, and low energy, and overweight. She comes in in two thousand and eight gets her life back does well hadn't written any books now's written 16 books subsequently she, uh, Pamela ends up having a hysterectomy in 2012 due to some fibroids and some uh, dysperunia which is painful mm-hmm. intercourse and so the doctor said well we can do a hysterectomy we'll get you fixed up takes out her uterus anesthesia causes causes her problems she has residual problems from anesthesia for two years with with some significant Declining her mental acuity, and her mental sharpness, and I'm sure your husband was concerned about that. If that had happened to my wife, and she couldn't remember my name, you know, and she couldn't remember words, you'd have to be. You, I'm sure he had to be thinking, my goodness, what's going to happen to my wife here in a year or two? Am I going to have Jack. to put get? And I've seen this happen to women in this age group, you know, in the 50s. I think of a, I know a, I a fella, his wife. Was having some problems. Took her in, and boy, they put her on all kinds of drugs. She was on antidepressants. She was having problems with memory. They put her on antidepressants and any anti, uh, Alzheimer's drugs and everything, and she she couldn't say a word, and ended up putting it in a nursing home, and then she ultimately died in her fifties. That's just ridiculous.
1: So that's thank awesome.
0: God when you began to have those problems uh, after your hysterectomy, and your doctor said just learn to live with them, honey. That's just it's going to get better. Just the way it is. You're getting older. You know that, don't you? you got to learn to live with these things. If your right. doctor tells you that, that you've just got to learn to live with it. You're getting older. Don't believe that for a second. Find yourself a new doctor. Someone that can get you on a path of health and wellness naturally. And that's what Angelica Clark did here, who's one of our physician's assistants, is as she helped you, Pamela. And that's a great story. What she had... She had a problem with with an enzyme called methyl trifolate uh, reductase or methylene trifolate reductase, and it's an enzyme that that converts folate to methylfolate and it helps methylate various toxins so that your body can excrete them. You remember you have to detoxify your your toxins in your body have to be detoxified, and it's part of a methylated process that, that occurs and she had a problem because her enzyme didn't work right that does the methylation. So the toxins she got into her system, her body couldn't detoxify itself. That's what was happening to Pamela. And by converting her over and getting her on some methylated folate, then she was able to do the detoxification. And, uh, and she felt, and she got, her, she got her mind back. And that had to be dramatic for your marriage.
2: Extremely. Um, part of the uh, the detox the tox load was not just the memory problems, but it had flattened me out and also made me inattentive. Like I would, I would cut people off in the middle of what they were saying. I wasn't listening. I was just, you know, no ups, no downs. And so I was like a zombie and a zombie without the ability to recall her husband's name. So I was a treat, um, but. Anyway, my husband's wonderful and patient and he kept saying, "I, I we're going to figure this out." And and sure enough, you know, when Angelica had a couple of other pieces of information by then that that um hadn't been available right after the hysterectomy, some things became more apparent with time, and she said, "Oh, I I I have a very strong feeling what this is." And and again, it's that feeling of you finally have hope again. And that lift in your spirits and how you get your whole life back just by getting that piece of you back that's missing. It's wonderful.
0: Now, uh, so anyway, you've also had some problems uh, here in the, re- in the last year or two with some uh, recurrent cystitis, bladder infections. Yes. Now, what has what Angelica uh, encouraged you to do there?
2: Well, the the recurrent infections within my bladder, the urinary tract, um, had put me a few too many times on antibiotics. Right. You know, I I don't want that at all. And there were times where it was just had to be something that was done. And Angelica helped me find a way to address the UTIs um, naturally, which was by adding um, D-mannose. Right. Uh, into my regimen and most of the time that does the trick.
0: D-mannose is a natural sugar that is excreted in the urine and it will blow up the Escherichia coli which is the common bacteria that causes urinary tract infections. So that uh, D-mannose we sell here at the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. So. That's something yeah. I recommend. I would re- highly recommend if you're having problem with recurrent urinary tract infections, that's the first step that you can do something naturally.
2: She was also wonderful in that she finally gave me some different words and ideas about what might be happening. Instead of just you have an infection, the idea of this is an irritation, a cystitis, it's it, it, it doesn't even really necessarily need that antibiotic. It just needs help getting rid of that which irritates it. And it really it changed my mindset. It gave me other ways to, to go and, and look for additional ideas of things, ways to eat differently, ways to, uh, other, ways to get supplements that didn't have things in them that would irritate me. You know, so it, it really changed the game for me.
0: Well, this is a wonderful story and a wonderful journey on a health journey. So right now in your life, this is 10 years after you've come in and you've had some ups and downs. Tell me, where are you right now? What's your energy level on a scale of 0 to 10? 10, 10 being brimming with energy, 0, no energy.
2: Yeah. I'm a, I'm a good seven and a half or eight right now. Okay. We've been playing with my hormones. I just finished doing hormone testing because of that, and and, and so I'm gonna leave room for improvement because Angelica's tweaking <laughs> with me right now.
0: How's but I feel, how, have you done on on uh, obtaining a more ideal body weight?
2: Um, most of the time, pretty pretty good. I had an uh, I had a um, a kidney stone earlier this year that blocked off my Kidney, and I spent time in the hospital and stuff. So that was not a positive. Laying around in a hospital bed and laying around with a um, ureter. Did um, you end up passing it? No, no, I didn't. Um, they happened? put a stent in. Yeah. I actually did have a bad infection then, and they were worried about sepsis. So I sat around with a stent in my ureter for a long time. Wow, six weeks or so. Oh, my wasn't goodness. But because of that, right now I'm not exactly where I'd want to be. But I haven't had trouble maintaining where I want to be. You know, I can get out and be active and do the things I want to do and wear the clothes that, um, belong in my closet and without having to go out and buy fat clothes. So for me, that's all of <laughs> it.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much, Pamela, for joining us today and letting us just visit with you about your health journey. And I know you're still on it, and thank you for giving us a privilege here at O.C. Health and Wellness Center to be part of that, to make recommendations to you. I always like to say, you're the health athlete, we're the health coaches, you're in the <laughs> health Olympics, and we want you to win a gold medal, but you're going to have to do the heavy lifting. We're going to make the recommendations. And so you've done well on following the recommendations, and you've fought bat, back and haven't given up, and you're doing well. So congratulations on doing a 180. And taking charge of your health
1: absolutely and Pamela if people are interested in finding out more about you and your books where do they go they can go to my website Pamela Fagan Hutchins and the Fagan in that is F-A-G-A-N or they can look me up on Amazon okay perfect and you know what Pamela said it best earlier in the podcast hope is priceless so if any of her story resonates with you if you've been struggling with any of those symptoms There is help, and you can get that help naturally. All you have to do is give us a call at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. It would be a privilege to serve you. Thank you for joining us here today at Dr. Hoetze's Wellness Revolution.